On today's Spotlight on KRWC, it's our regular monthly visit with usually Wright County Public Health. Uh, this time around for the month of January, we actually have a representative in studio from the Minnesota Department of Health today. Dan Tranter is our guest. Dan is the uh, indoor air supervisor for the MDH and joins us in studio this morning. Welcome. Good morning. Nice to uh, to get you out in studio. You got a little bit of a, a drive in out in the country today. My pleasure. Beautiful day. The snow's not falling yet. Very good. We're uh, going to talk about a topic that we've uh, touched on, you know, many many times uh, during January and years past, and that is the fact that it's National Radon Action Month, and radon is a topic that we, I guess, typically talk about a lot in the winter time because we're kind of all buttoned up here. And radon testing uh, should be done in the winter at least every five years and possibly more often if there's changes made to your home or if you fix the home. You can really test any time of the year, but the best time to test is when the house is closed up and when the heat is on because it's more likely you're going to have higher radon problems. But you can really test any time of the year as long as you keep the house closed up when you test. I always think when we talk about radon that it's it's kind of an interesting parallel that um, something that has taken, you know, with decomposition probably tens of thousands, if not longer, if years to, uh, to become a factor is uh, one that, even though we've been talking about it for a long time, there's still a fair amount of uh, people that either are unaware of it or just haven't paid attention to it? Well, we naturally have quite a bit of uranium and radium in our soil in Minnesota. And uh, Minnesota has some of the highest radon levels in the country. About two in five homes have high radon above the action level. And uh, nationally, it's uh, about 7%. Here, it's about 43% of homes are high. So Uh, It is a big problem here. It's a problem nationwide. And a lot of people aren't aware of radon. They haven't heard a lot about it or seen much. So we are trying to raise awareness with the media through mass media marketing campaigns by working with our local partners, like at the health departments across the state and other organizations. So as you said, January is National Radon Action Month. And in this month, we encourage people to learn about it and to test their homes to find out if they have high levels, uh, because it is a carcinogen, it causes lung cancer. And after smoking, it's the second leading cause of lung cancer, actually the leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. It causes about 21,000 lung cancer deaths per year in the United States. That's a staggering number compared to other types of risks and environmental problems we deal with. It's a real issue, and I th- I think maybe some of the confusion or uh, one of the reasons that it's, you know, really something that people can kind of brush off. We talked prior to the program a couple different reasons that it's because it's a, um, you know, a, takes a long, generally speaking, a long exposure time. But maybe the biggest thing is you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. Uh, so to a lot of people, hey... You can't feel it, touch it. It doesn't exist. Absolutely, yeah. That's a very common uh, problem for us in raising awareness and encouraging testing. You can't see, can't smell it. Uh, For a lot of people, it's hard to take it seriously. But um, 
there is a lot of evidence, uh, a lot of research, looking at people in their homes, looking at occupational exposures. A lot of studies actually have been done in Iowa near us uh, that have been very well done in, in showing people living in their homes over a long period of time exposed to high radon levels are at a much greater risk of developing lung cancer than uh, people who are in low radon homes. So uh, there are videos. You can actually make radon visible. You can make the invisible visible. Uh, if you were to like do an internet search of radon cloud chamber, uh, if you have a chamber, a plastic box with um, you take alcohol and you put in a cold environment to create a cloud, you can actually see the energy, the alpha particles that are coming off of radon and other types of naturally occurring radioactive isotopes. So. Um, that's one way, you know, when we do presentations, we try to impress people like you can see this now and imagine those tiny subatomic cannonballs in your lungs that can wreak a lot of damage. And when that damage occurs, as our body tries to repair itself, uh, the repair can go awry and, um, mutations can occur, which can lead to tumors and cancer. Well, serious stuff. Let's back up for just a moment and and uh, give the foundation here of of where uh, the radon gas comes from and and what is it produced by. Yeah, I'm glad you backed us up because I kind of got ahead of myself. So radon is um, an element that's naturally present in our soil, and as I said, we have a lot of radon naturally in our soil. So it floats around in our soil, and our homes draw in air. Uh, a lot of the air comes in through walls and windows, and we can notice that. But actually, a good amount of the air that comes into our homes comes through the foundation. There are a lot of cracks, gaps, openings, exposed soil in the foundations of our homes. And air gets drawn in, and radon comes with it. And the radon enters the home that way, spreads throughout the house. And again, you can't see it or smell it. You won't know it's there unless you test. But when you do breathe it for a long period of time, like many years, the damage that occurs can um, lead to these tumors and lung cancer. So the good news is you can test your home fairly easily and you can fix your home. If you have a problem, you can install a radon reduction system. It's important to know, too, that um, these uh, areas where radon is, is found uh, can be very fickle. I mean, we've talked in past years about the fact that, you know, you can go up and down the same street. One house may have an elevated level, the next one may not, and and back and forth. Yeah, a lot of people think, well, my neighbor was low, so I must be low, and that's just not correct. Every house is different, every house is unique, and it interacts and draws air from the soil differently. Um, old houses can have radon problems, new houses can have problems homes with or without basements, all across the state, there can be high levels. We see high radon levels in every county and every zip code. So the only way to know is to test and find out if mm -hmm. it's a problem that way. Typical places uh, that radon is, gets in, you, you said uh, foundations. Now, mm -hmm. people might think, well, I don't have any water getting in. I don't have any cracks that I'm aware of. We're talking like really hairline little, I mean, air can get through just about any opening that we might not even know is there. Correct. It can be through cracks in the concrete slab where the wall meets the floor 
Uh, there's a gap. It's very small, but around the perimeter of the house. Um, around pipes, if you have any exposed soil like crawl space or a sump basket that's not fully sealed, it can move through concrete block walls. Some block walls are uncapped. There can be a gap around the concrete where the stairs were installed later. And so there's just so many different cracks and gaps and openings. It's really, really difficult to try to go around and seal everything up. That's on its own, sealing isn't going to usually do much, if anything. So uh, the radon system that's installed to fix it is a pipe that starts under the house. And that pipe is routed through the house or up the side of the house. There's a fan in line. That fan continuously pulls air out from under the house. So the radon goes up that, fan, uh, up that pipe instead of coming up against the bottom of your house and the sides of the foundation. And typical installations that I have had experience with or have seen, uh, a lot of times they can involve, as you talked about, the uh, the sump pump uh, basket or the the drain area. Mm -hmm. A lot of times uh, that's kind of the center of it. And or without that, there is also some that kind of just goes right into the lower level. And uh, but they all sort of involve a how to describe it a little tube where. There's some liquid in it, and you kind of see the level of, of uh, uh, apparently, the uh, mitigation that's going on. That's right. There's a performance indicator. It's basically a pressure gauge. Um, that shows you that there's air moving up through the pipe. So it should look like a J. It should be offset at different heights. If it looks like a U and the color is at the same height, it means there's no air moving through the piping. And... Uh, that's there on a day-to-day -day basis to tell the homeowner that everything's connected, nothing came loose, the fan is on. So it's a daily indicator. But you should still, after installing the radon system, do a test to verify that the levels have been reduced. Um, that should be done within a month of installing the system. And then about every two years, you should retest to make sure the mitigation is still effective. And by effective, what we mean... At a minimum, the radon should be under four picocuries per liter. That's the units of radiation. So four is kind of the big red line. Ideally, the levels would be well below four in our homes. So uh, we want to see levels under two, ideally. And we do tell people if you're over four, you should definitely fix your house. Two to four, you might still want to fix your house, depending on how much time you spend in the lower level and all other factors as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked in, in past years, too, a lot of people these days, um, uh, more than ever before, try to make use of all of the space in their home. So there could very well be bedrooms downstairs. There could be, uh, you know, family rooms, those kinds of things where, uh, I guess in particular bedrooms where there's, you know, somebody there every day. Yeah, that's true. And if you're spending time downstairs, whether it's a bedroom, office, family room, you're spending one or two hours a day downstairs in the basement, you should definitely test down there. If you're not spending any time down there, you maybe you have an unfinished basement, test the next level up. So our recommendation is test the lowest level that you actually live in and spend time in. Um, there can be problems in homes without basements. I want people to know that even if you have a slab on grade home or you're never in your basement, you could still have a problem on the first floor on the main level. So you should definitely test 
in that area, but test the basement if you spend time downstairs. See, now that's something that's kind of new to me. I did not realize that uh, even non-basement type slab on grade construction, is it just because there could be cracks in in the concrete? Yeah, any home in contact with the soil can have a problem. I mean, unless you live like in an RV or something like that or in a treehouse, your house is in contact with the soil, and therefore some air is going to come in. And it's hard to predict how much air. Um, And the only real simple way to, to deal with a radon issue is to test, see if it's a problem, and then you can go from there. Talk a little bit specifically about our Wright County area. Now, I know you've got some statistics here about, um, you know, Minnesota as a whole, as you said, uh, has probably a higher overall level of uh, radon-affected uh, dwellings than, than other parts of the country. But specifically for Wright County, how do we fare uh, within the state? Yeah, so overall in the state about Two in five homes are elevated over that 4.0 number I mentioned. Here in Wright County, it's slightly higher. Uh, We're at about 50% in Wright County being elevated. So any given house in Wright County has about a 50-50 chance of having radon that's elevated. And remember, again, you may still want to fix at levels under 4.0. So if you factor that in, there's a lot of houses that can have issues here. Um, So we're slightly above average compared to the rest of the state in terms of what the levels are. In terms of how many properties are getting tested here, um, Wright County is slightly above average. Again, in that sense that a little over 1% of properties get tested every year. Statewide, it's closer to 1%. And we'd really like to see about, ideally, 20% of properties get tested every year. So we're, we're well below that statewide and Wright County is also well below that. And as far as homes getting fixed, mitigations getting installed, uh, Wright County is uh, pretty average overall uh, compared to the rest of the state. Although I will say that Western Wright County has less testing and mitigation um, compared to Eastern Wright County. We were talking prior to the program, and we've uh, chatted about this with other officials uh, over the years, uh, until such time that maybe uh, real estate transaction laws change, um, you know, it kind of keeps us sort of in this little bit of a limbo. Now, a lot of people that are buying uh, new houses or buying properties, a lot of times uh, if there is not a, a radon mitigation system in place, they can request a test. I mean, it's up to the owner to say, yeah, I'll test or whatever, or even mitigate if necessary, but it's not required. That's correct. So currently we have a law called the Radon Awareness Act that's been in effect for uh, six years now, since 2014. And what it requires is that the seller provide detailed disclosure of any history of testing and mitigation, as well as a two-page publication to the buyer. So the buyer looks at this now And for the last several years, we've seen a lot more testing because what happens is the buyer sees this information and with the help of their agent, uh, they ask to have a test done. And that's usually done by a home inspector as part of the home inspection process. Um, So that home inspector now needs to be licensed by the state of Minnesota. That's a new law that went into effect a year ago. So the licensed measurement professional can do a test uh, for a couple of days 
in conjunction with the home inspection usually. You don't have to do it with the home inspection, but that's how it's typically done. Uh, and if there's a high level found, then um, the, the buyer needs to make some decisions. Do I want to ask for a mitigation system to be installed? Just like other problems might be found during the home inspection and repairs may be requested. Uh, then the buyer presents that to the seller. The seller may or may not agree, and that can be negotiated and dealt with. Uh, oftentimes, the homes do get fixed during the real estate transaction. If not, you could fix it once you move in and, and you own the property. All different options that are that are all out there. Uh, but I think as as time goes on, you know, we very well could see more and more um, changes to this where it at some point might become a requirement and and for health's sake if nothing else uh, it's probably a would be a good thing yeah it's possible the laws will change in the future and requirements may be added for testing and not just homes but in other environments as well another law we have that's protecting the public that's been on the books for 10 years is radon resistant new construction so if you buy a, if you bought a house in the last 10 years it's required to have had uh, the pipe and some other features, not the fan. So we call this a passive radon resistant new construction. Uh, this passive uh, system works to some degree. It cuts the radon in about half from where it would have been without the passive features, without the pipe. Um, so some new home buyers are under the mistaken impression that they have a system and there's no way there could be a problem. And that's not true. And so if you're buying a new house with a passive system, you should do a test. It's not required to do a test, but you should to verify the levels are low. And if they're not, the system can be activated by adding a fan, but the fan is not required. The other option is to ask your builder, if you're in the process of getting a home built, to install the fan during construction. Probably the best time to do it, easiest time to do it for sure. Yeah, I think it's best to do it during construction so you don't have to deal with it later. And technically with radon, there's no safe level. We want the levels to be as low as reasonably achievable. And so, you know, 3.9 isn't safe. We want it to be as low as you can get it. We want it to be down at 1 or 0.5. The outdoor levels are about 0.5. So you can't really get below sort of the natural background. But if you can get down to 0.5 to 1, you're in great shape. And so by adding that fan during construction, you're not only going to get below 4, you're going to get way down probably around 1 or less. Mm -hmm. Which brings us back to testing this time of the year because we're, we're buttoned up tight. You uh, haven't maybe a couple times had a really severe cold yet this year. But, um, you know, in the, in the months where the weather's a little better and we have windows open, I suppose that can, you know, kind of taint the test a little bit where maybe some air moves through and, and the level would be lower. But this time of the year, you'd get an accurate reading. So the data we have, we have a couple hundred thousand test data in our database now for the state, uh, shows that the summer levels are about 20% lower than um, fall, winter, spring. 20% isn't that much. So I would still say you can test any time of the year. And we don't know if the levels in summer are lower because people have left their windows and doors open. And so it's more of like a user error in how the testing was done. Or if it has more to do with the natural um, 
conditions of the ground not being frozen in the summer, the heat not being on. So it's probably a combination of that, of the people leaving the doors and windows open versus the heat not being on and the ground not being frozen. Um, but again, it's not a big difference. So if you wanted a test in the summer, you certainly could. And that's often done during real estate transactions. They will do a test, keep the house closed up, make sure the seller doesn't leave the windows and doors open. And you can get a valid test that way any time of year too. Brings us to what a test consists of. How hard is it to do it? A lot of people think, oh gosh, it's a test must be hard, but it it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, so a lot of our cities and counties have test kits. Um, so I encourage people to start with their county health department and um, see if they have test kits. Test kits could be free. They could be 5 to $10. Um, if your county doesn't have them or they've run out, you can go to the hardware store. You can order test kits online for nine ninety five through mn.radon.com. That's mn.radon.com. Again, $9.95 online, they'll ship it to you. Uh, you just need to follow the instructions. So what that means is, that, again, keep the house closed up, keep the heating and cooling systems running normally, place the test kit in the lowest part of the home you spend time in, that could be the basement, uh, leave the test kit exposed for, I'd say, three to seven days. Uh, you can go a little longer if you have to. So you leave the kit out for a few days, seal it up, Mail it right away. Make sure you fill out all the information. I do recommend writing down the test kit number because if some reason you don't get your report back by email or mail, you can go online and punch in your test kit number and see your results once the lab has done the analysis. So that's how you can test on your own. Um, if you want, you can hire a licensed measurement professional. If you're putting your house on the market, uh, if you're buying a home, or there's some other reason where you need that third-party expertise and assurance of accuracy and quality, that's where you want to hire a licensed professional to do the testing for you. So best-case scenario, it comes back and uh, it's fairly low, or at least uh, low enough that you're comfortable with it. Uh, the other side is uh, you really, you know, it's elevated. You should really consider doing something about this. I guess maybe the good news there is there's a lot more uh, licensed places or contractors that can do this kind of work now. It seemed like when we, uh, years ago when we were talking on, on uh, radon awareness, that, boy, your, your choices were fairly limited at first. There are quite a few radon professionals out there. And on our website, you can find uh, a list of licensed measurement professionals. You can also find uh, qualified, what we call mitigation professionals. These are people that install radon mitigation systems. So if you do have a problem, again, if it's over 4.0, we highly recommend fixing the house. Two to four, you might still want to fix the house. So if you decide you're going to move ahead with fixing the house, you can contact one of these mitigation professionals. We do have a few questions we recommend you ask them to, to find somebody who's going to do a good job. Uh, one of the big questions is, do you guarantee a reduction of below four or less? Some will guarantee a reduction of below three or even lower. And what does that guarantee really mean? Is it a money back guarantee? Well, that doesn't really help you because now you're stuck with a pipe and a system that doesn't really work very well. The guarantee really should be the contractor will come back and do additional work, do troubleshooting, diagnostic work, and get the system to work uh, effectively. In the vast majority of the cases, they install the system, they get the level down below 
the 4.0 or the predetermined agreed upon level. If for some reason it doesn't work the first time, they should come back and do additional work. But that needs to be in your contract with a professional. Good to know. Uh, online, there are some uh, lots of details about this. Give, uh, give some online uh, information here where we can read into this a little more. So you can do an internet search, Google, what have you, uh, Minnesota Department of Health Radon. Uh, another option is health.state.mn.us slash radon. Again, health.state.mn.us slash radon. There you'll find information on where to find test kits, how to test, what radon is, where to find licensed professionals and qualified mitigation professionals. So uh, pretty much everything you need to know is on our website. Um, if you don't find it there, just give us a call or send us an email. We should get back to you within a day or two and answer your questions. And again, in our case, right, County Public Health, uh, very informational too. And in years past, uh, not 100% sure about this year, but in years past, they've had at least uh, reduced cost kits that are available. Um, and if that, if all else fails or if you're more comfortable just going to a store, you can find them at any, just about any hardware or Certainly, uh, you know, home improvement store. Correct. Yes. Uh, Wright County has test kits. Uh, I'm not sure if today they still have them. Uh, they will run out at some point, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure. But it's always good to start with Wright County Public Health, uh, maybe free or a few dollars. Uh, you can also go to the hardware store. They have test kits in most hardware stores. Uh, you can also um, go online, like I said, and the link there is mn.radon.com. All right. We encourage everybody to uh, to do so, especially if you've uh, not done it in the past. Even if you have done it in the past, it doesn't hurt to uh, to check up because these levels can vary, as you mentioned. Absolutely, yeah. At a minimum, test every five years. If you fixed your home, I'd say test every two years. If you made changes to the heating, cooling, the furnace, air exchanger, uh, major changes to the foundation, excavation, cutting through the foundation test at that time after that work is done as well. Um, if you've tested in one season, you could test the other season too. Like if you tested in the summer, it's a good idea to also test in the winter just to see if there's some unusual trend that occurs in, in your house. Mm -hmm. Point is, uh, keep track of it and uh, everybody's better off for, for better health. National Radon Action Month. And again, we thank Dan Tranter with the Minnesota Department of Health coming into a studio today to do Spotlight. Thanks for coming out. It's nice to see you in person. I, I mentioned that I, I'm pretty sure we've done a phone interview a time or two in years past, but uh, nice to have you with us in person today. Thank you, Tim. My pleasure. All right. There's today's Spotlight on KRWC.